I'd like to call this regular meeting of January 11, 2023 to order. I'd like to ask Councilmember Figueroa to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. Would everybody please stand? Put your hand over your heart. Ready, begin. Mayor Holloway? Here. Mayor Pro Tem Gamble? Here. Councilmember Beal? Here. Councilmember Figueroa? Here. Councilmember McGurk? Here. Item one, presentations and proclamations, 1.1. Certificate of recognition, business recognition. If I could ask Mayor Pro Tem to join me. Under the uh, leadership of uh, our mayor last year, Mayor Figueroa, we started the business recognition program. And tonight we're going to recognize a business that's been in the city for quite some time. How many years, Joanna? Long time. The um, Pet Supply Company. I'd like to ask Joanne Hayflick and Jacob Shea, if he's here, to come on up. Jacob's not here yet, but... Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Jacob Shea. Jacob Shea. There's Jacob. There's Jacob. My grandson. I know that dude. My assistant manager. How are you? Nice to meet you. Our manager was sick, so. Okay. Yeah. This is the season for that. Yes, yes, yes. Pet Supply is a family-owned and operated business that contributes to the economic success of Rancho Santa Margarita. Pet Supply Orange County was established in 1983 by Gary and Joanne Hayflick and has been faithfully serving the Orange County community ever since, seeking to create a legendary service for their guests and their pets. With stores in Fountain Valley, Huntington Beach, Irvine, Irvine Boulevard, Bonita, and Rancho Santa Margarita, Pet Supply provides the entire Orange County area with an extensive selection of high-quality food and supplies for a variety of pets. Customers who visit Pet Supply, myself and I'm sure others in here, are greeted by knowledgeable, friendly, and caring staff who specialize in pet nutrition, puppy and kitten care, beautiful product merchandising, and a wall featuring pictures of loyal customers of all species, including cats, dogs, guinea pigs, reptiles, and feathered friends. There's more. Now, therefore, on behalf of the City Council, the residents, of the city of Rancho Santa Margarita, we do hereby recognize and thank Pet Supply for their contributions to our community. Thank you for choosing Rancho Santa Margarita as your family business. Let's hear it for Pet Supply. <laughs> Which one of you would tell us a little bit about your business? Grandson? Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Jacob. I am the assistant manager at the RSM location. Um, I am a third generation. Uh, my grandmother 
to the uh, next to me is the first. My mom can make it, unfortunately. She wasn't feeling well. She's going through a lot of health stuff right now. Um, but yeah, we are here to um, not only help your pets, but also you guys as well. Um, we are very knowledgeable. I pretty much grew up in this business. Uh, if there's any questions you guys ever have, you guys can always call or come in um, no matter what. Um, but yeah, we're just here to help all of you guys out. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're just, we're here. Yeah, yeah, she is. Your grandmother? Yeah. You're kidding me. Yep. Wow. That's, you, yeah. you have great family genes. You are lovely. He's my and oldest grandson. Oh my so goodness. I have, I have four grandchildren. So. Wow. We need to like come and hang out at Pet Supply. Yeah. I Sounds mean, good, but I'll be there. You selling like the fountain of youth over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> really? So but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much, it's all about the pets. And that's what my grandfather always strived for. Um, it was always about the pets, no matter what, if you have a cat, dog, or whatever, he was always there to help. We had everything, everything. That, we don't have everything crawling and, you know, yeah. but we had yeah. everything. But, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he put his heart and soul into this business, and I'm sure he's looking down upon us, and, and he's probably really proud of us and how we've handled things oh, since yeah. his passing. So, but yeah, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. Let's hear it. This is one of the family businesses in the city. It might be very much the longest running family business or close to it that we value so much. And for the one of you either listening or here that doesn't know where Pet Supply is, it's right next to Wood Ranch. Yeah. So make sure you, I'm sure everybody did, used to have another location on Plano Tribuco. Um, uh, yeah. And that one. Uh, we, there was, um, it, the cent oh, sorry. The center was um, at that point not, it was kind of, starting to fall apart a little bit and the store was big i mean it was really big so we decided that we wanted to have more small quaint little stores where we could help you and um that's kind of what we did so and they were only a mile and a half apart so okay. we decided to focus on the one so good, good, good. yeah that's what All right, well thank you let's get a picture here real quick oh, Congratulations. Thank you for being here. Jake was on my team when I had four Jakes on the team. I ended up naming, <laughs> I, named, I named every kid Jake. <laughs> After a while, I couldn't tell, you know, who's Jake and who wasn't, so. Great kid. Item two, schedule of future events, 2.1, Martin Luther King holiday, city manager. 
Yes, so this is a reminder that Monday, January 16th is Martin Luther King Jr. Day and City Hall will be closed. Thank you. Thank you. Item three, public comments. This is the time to address the City Council on any matter not listed on this agenda. That is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the City Council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person and a time limit of 15 minutes for this segment of the public comments portion of the agenda. We do have one public speaker request. Um, Abigail Bochman, hopefully I didn't mess that up. The field rep for U.S. Uh, Representative uh, Kim, come on up, please. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Yes, it's okay. Bachman. Okay, thanks. I've heard over, so it's good. Welcome. Um, good evening, Mayor, City Council members, City Manager, and City staff, community leaders, and residents of the City of Rancho Santa Margarita. My name is Abigail Factman, and I, I am here on behalf of U.S. Representative Young Kim, who is now serving California's 40th Congressional District, which includes uh, the city of Rancho Santa Margarita. I am the field representative who will be representing the city, and I'm here today to formally introduce myself as your direct point of contact in the Congresswoman's office and let you know that we are here to serve you. Uh, please do not hesitate to contact our office if you or anyone you may know uh, may need assistance with any federal agencies, are seeking resources, or if you'd like to voice your opinion on any legislative matter. And to stay up to date with the Congresswoman, please feel free to follow us on our social media at Rep. Young Kim and sign up for our weekly uh, e-newsletter. And we look forward to serving the city of Rancho Santa Margarita. Thank you. Well, we so appreciate you coming out. How's, how's, uh, how's it going in Washington? I think we saw a little bit about what was going on in Washington, but uh, it's it's going well. It was a little bit hectic, but the congressman is heading back to the district at the end of this week. So oh, okay. uh, we look, we uh, invite everyone here to her swearing-in ceremony next Tuesday or next Wednesday, I believe, right. at the Richard Nixon Library. Great. Well, thank you so very much for coming out. We look forward to working with you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, item four: consent calendar. All matters on the consent calendar are to be approved in one motion, unless a council member, staff, or a member of the public requests a separate action on a specific item on the consent calendar. Any items to be removed? I'll move the consent calendar. I'll second. We have a motion and a second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Passes unanimously. Thank you. Item five, public hearing items, we have none. Item six, no continued items. Item seven, new business, seven one. Approval of Southern California Edison Company Schedule LS1 Option E, energy efficient light emitting diode LED fixture replacement rate agreement. Brendan. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, good evening, members of the city council. Uh, as the mayor said, uh, that was a fancy way of saying we wanna switch the <laughs> Lights out on the city safety lighting with LEDs. A uh, quick little background as to how this came about. Uh, years ago, staff was tasked to identify energy reducing and cost-saving sa cost measures citywide. Um, a number of projects were implemented. Some have been put on hold. Some that have uh, been completed are underway. Uh, we audited the city's utility bills. Uh, there was no findings in there, which is a positive thing, meaning that we've been charged at correct rates this entire time. Uh, another project that's in design right now is the conversion of the interior lighting at City Hall and the Bell Tower to LEDs. Uh, the City Hall and Bell Tower HVAC unit upgrade on the roofs is currently in construction. We anticipate those new units being delivered uh, late February, early March with construction coming shortly thereafter. 
and the LED safety lights at our intersections that are part of our traffic signal enhancements. Uh, and that's an ongoing project as we continue to upgrade intersections throughout the city. So a little overview for what the Option E program is. Option E facilitates the change of the existing Southern California Edison owned high pressure sodium vapor streetlight fixtures with new LED fixtures in the communities across Southern California Edison's territories. Uh, the savings are realized as soon as the project is completed and Southern California met, uh, Edison manages the project throughout its entirety from the start to finish. Uh, Southern California will continue to own and maintain the streetlights as they currently do in the city. And there's no upfront to the uh, cost to the city with the cost built in uh, over a 20 year payback period for the new uh, items. You can see here that we anticipate saving $58,700 a year for the first 20 years. And then once that amateur, uh, amateurized period is done, we anticipate a savings of over $87,000 per year. So to implement this project, uh, Southern California would work normal business hours. They spend approximately 10 minutes per location uh, swapping the fixture out. There's no outages required to the residents. Uh, the city has over 1,500 lights, uh, and SEE has indicated they anticipate it takes about one month to install this number. Uh, right now, due to backlog and demand, we are looking at a time frame of about four to six months before the project would be started in our city. Um, again, once it's completed, it's, uh, SCU would continue to replace and repair the damaged lights if they, they get damaged, they get hit by a car or anything like that. There's no charge to the city for maintenance on the poles. Uh, the new LED will, aside from energy and cost savings, uh, it actually does enhance the lighting and uh, enhances safety throughout the city as well. They utilize a like-for-like -like dark sky compliant wattage replacement, which preserves the design and look of our streets. So the proposed fixtures to be installed, uh, what you see here is a color temperature chart. Uh, the 4,000 Kelvin temperature is what we are proposing to install on our arterial streets. It's the same lights that we're installing at our traffic signal enhancement projects at the intersections. The 3,000 Kelvin light temperature is what is being proposed at residential streets. And that uh, closely mimics exactly what's going, uh, installed currently on the residential streets. And uh, Southern California Edison will have a number of what they're called glare shields on hand. And as they replace the lights that have glare shields currently, they'll be replaced similarly so they don't kind of, you know, re-aggravate anything that may have been a complaint in the past. So to proceed, uh, the city would need to authorize the signing of the Option 8 uh, agreement. Uh, we would want to confirm the color temperatures. The city would then issue Southern California Edison a no-fee encroachment permit to begin the work. Uh, again, this would be in approximately four to six months. Uh, Southern California Edison transitions the bill, uh, billings as soon as the work is completed. They anticipate this takes about three months to transition the billings. However, the city will get back uh, credit credited back the uh, savings they would have had in order to make us whole from the date of installation. And with that, I want to make sure to note uh, Ms. Kelly Lee, who is our local area rep for Southern California Edison, is here. Well, this, this Option E program isn't necessarily her uh, forte. She is here to answer any other questions that we may have in our partnership with Southern California Edison. Thank you, Brendan. Starting from my right, any questions, comments? 
Um, thank you, Mr. Mayor. I appreciate it. Um, first of all, Brenda, thank you. Um, you know, I appreciate our city always looking at ways to reduce our costs here, especially as costs are increasing everywhere else these days. So I appreciate that. Sounds like a fantastic idea, and um, especially with the LED lighting being brighter than the standard generation lights. So I think that's a win-win all around, and I think it's a great idea. Thank you. Councilmember McGurk. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Brendan. A um, couple of questions. Uh, the glare shields, they would only be applied on poles that currently have glare shields based upon prior complaints. Is that what I've... Correct. Yeah. So in the past, you know, if a, if a street pole's backing right up into a backyard, somebody's called Edison and they've requested the glare shield, that'll go back in as is. Okay. Um, would there, be, would there be an option to, I mean, we don't know how people are going to respond to this. I presume they're going to respond favorably. However, doing, doing my own research, I know that 4,000 Kelvin, there have been complaints in the past if 4,000 level, 4,000 Kelvin level uh, lights provide glare into homes. I know that you're suggesting 4,000 Kelvin on arterials and on the main streets. I presume that would be Santa Margarita Parkway and Antonio. And, Correct. Um, but I know there are some streets such as uh, Banderas and others that have homes that back up to those roads. And if that is going to be one of the roads that has the 4,000 Kelvin, I can foresee the possibility at least that somebody might have concerns about the glare coming into their home. So two questions. Is there an option to add glare shields to poles that currently don't have a glare shield? And secondly, would we be able to, uh, if, if we put a 4,000 Kelvin lamp in a pole, and we realize later on that maybe 3,000 is more appropriate because it's a neighborhood as opposed to an arterial. Can we switch out a, a, a 3,000 for a 4,000? So the uh, installers will have a, a handful of glare shields on hand that if a resident comes out and says, hey, this is going to be brighter, they, they'll, they'll throw one on okay. um, right then and there for them. Um, also, if they're installed and, you know, a month goes by and a resident cuts their tree down and realizes this thing's shining in their house, they can call Edison and they they will come out and put the uh, glare shields on as well. They can contact the city, and we can initiate that conversation with them also and get them in contact with them. Um, that's how they're, they're installed now. In terms of the color temperatures, now they're going to give off a different uh, lighting hue, I guess. So um, to, to, to swap one out on an entire street and not the others will kind of stick out like a sore thumb. So I, the, the plan now is that only on, you know, like you stated, Santa Margarita Parkway, Antonio Parkway, uh, Plano Tribuco, that's where we'll use the uh, the 4,000 Kelvin, which right. is similar to what we are using on our traffic signal enhancements. Okay, thank you. Just to follow up on one of Brad's uh, questions, if time goes on, a couple of months, and a resident calls Edison or us to go back out and put a, a glare shield on, is there a cost to that? No. So it, Southern California owns and maintains the lights, so we would take that... Uh, request in for to Edison and they would just have their crews at some point. They would put it in their work order log and nobody gets take care for it. No the, residents, no, no surprises there, right? No. They, okay. they put a, the glare shields on now for uh, no cost upon Correct. request by residents. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, Brenda, can you go back a couple slides where it talked about the process? Uh, and right there, I think it's the next one. Um, okay. Uh, probably looking here. So, 
I think there was a, a beginning of the slide on how to proceed that said that um, after we sign this and we, uh, the language isn't on this slide, but it talks about we confirm the, uh, the two different lighting selections. So there's a step to that. And then after we do that confirmation, then the project is executed by Edison. Correct, yeah, so once we give them our color temperatures, um, we're, we're signing this saying we can proceed, we'll select the color temperatures, then they put that into their, um, they put the work order through, and then that, that'll determine the, the date so at which we'll proceed. We did our best with the chart on picking the color temperatures. Have we looked at um, what they look like in the actual polls? Uh, so I believe Laguna Hills has completed the, or um, yeah, they completed this work uh, at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, Aliso Viejo has completed this also. Um, Have we looked at it? Yes. Okay. So I, the the three thousand is pretty similar okay. to what we're going to get. The four thousand will be like what we have at our intersections now. So if we've noticed, those have been different. But the the, the light is pretty concentrated on the, the pavement itself. Brighter, whiter. Right, right. It's more direct. So I was I was leading uh, to a suggestion is that we might do just whatever the first section is, uh, a couple streets, and then make sure we look at it uh, before we you know memorialize anything with Edison, and you know create a contract based on um, a deployment that may be not to our liking in Rancho Santa Margarita. In other words, do a couple streets as a test and let them percolate for 30 days. I can reach out to uh, the representative with Edison who, who runs this program and determine if we can do what you're suggesting. Yeah. Perhaps, you know, Alicia and Santa Margaret Parkway to the, to the west and see and kind I of I think some looks. of the, the more populated area. Okay. So you mentioned Planet Tribuco Road where the homes are right up against that area, I think Brad, uh, Council Member McGurr had a really good point about um, Arroyo Vista, where the, the homes are, are backed up against very close to the, the street. They're not, uh, especially along that back row of Plano Tribuco. Yeah, I will, uh, I'll reach out yeah. to them and determine if yeah. we can kind of get a schedule. Um, start with one street, get them installed, we yeah. can try to pick a day to go yeah. out there and so look. So for example, I know that 4,000 is what we're using at the intersections, but when I think of you know, the homes that back up against Plano Tribuco, um, they're, they're pretty close to that street. And if we, if we um, posted 4,000K on those street lights, I don't know if that would be uh, too bright and too white in that area. So, um, these are good points. I do know that a number of those lights mm -hmm. do have the glare shields on them now. Yes, I, rem so. I remember. I remember this. Yeah, I, I remember going through this um, dec decades ago, actually. So that's why I'm thinking there are some main streets um, where the homes really do back up to that main street. And I'll give you an example. My backyard is on Santa Margarita Parkway, but my house sits above the street lights, so they never bother me. I'm, I'm high up on the hill. So even though it's a you know busy main street of the city, 
You can, you can put 4,000 there. It's never going to bother, you know, my neighbors or myself. Um, but conversely, in Planet Tribeca, it may be too white. So okay. picking the, the locations based on how, you know, we technically think of the streets from an engineering perspective may, may be problematic. So, you know, conversely, Arroyo Tribuco is a, a much more, you know, quiet street. It's an interior street. It's not, not really a large thoroughfare, but the houses back up to that. So I'd, I, I'd like to explore that. I'm happy to uh, approve of staff's recommendation. I'm happy to move forward, but I think, um, I think just with that sensitivity, uh, will be the uh, you know, will save us a lot of frustration and potentially unhappiness with the residents. I, thank you for all of that. The other thing that we can do is uh, I don't think that the map here the map shows the location of all of the owned streetlights by SE, but it doesn't show the um, Kelvin for each right, of those, but maybe right. put together a map that would show what, what is being planned for each um, street. And that way, visually, we can look and say, oh, there might be a problem here. Maybe we need to adjust yep. this street yep. before we even start installing. Yeah. And we know them, you know, just better than Addison does. And we know, you know, the concerns of the residents. And so I think that would be helpful for everyone. Um, also, we are... Uh, I can find also additional locations that perhaps uh, we can get out to and take a look around nearby. Mm -hmm. you know, Laguna Hills, for instance, has has this installed. We may get a better idea mm -hmm. as to what we're kind of going to see in our streets too. So, uh, Brendan, didn't you indicate there are a few areas in the city that already have LED lights? Correct. Yes. So. Um, through uh, another program, some some lights have been swapped out already that have the new LED heads on them as well. Um, Buena Suerte has one uh, right in front of the the park there. So that's that's another spot in inside the city we can go take a look. And I know uh, to this date there hasn't been any complaints from the residents' homes that are right next to it. So okay. that's a positive mm -hmm. sign on that also. And I think we need to. My second point is I think we need to make a decision. Uh, regarding the consistency mm -hmm. so if we're going to put all you know 4,000 on this street they really do need to be all 4,000 or else it looks it just the patchwork look Correct. is you know we're not in LA County so um, and I think that's a that should be something that we strongly consider and we you know we that's why picking the right um, the right uh, I should say the brightness of the light and the, and the tone of the color is so important because it should be consistent along that street. Okay, with that, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Mm -hmm. Mr. Mayor, can I follow yes, up on that? Yes, please. Do we know what arterials would have the 4,000 Kelvin temperatures? Do we know? <clears throat> uh, right now, I believe it will be the major, so it would be Santa Margarita Parkway, Antonio Parkway, Plano, and I believe Impressa. Okay. However, I mean, they, like, Melinda we can make them, what, the safety lighting can be essentially whatever. I mean, we could go down to 3,000 citywide if we want. Um, they're not, they're not, I mean, we just, we don't want to probably go lower than that just because then it gets right. too dim. But 3,000 mimics what we have now in all of our residential streets. Right. So. I just wanted just to, uh, to make sure, because following up on council member, or excuse me, Mayor Pro Tem's 
uh, Gamble's comment. For instance, Melinda, I wouldn't think would be a, a, a major arterial that would require 4,000 Kelvin. And there's, because all along Melinda, there are houses backing up. And you mentioned Buena Suerte. That wouldn't be a, I don't know why we have a LED there at all. But I mean, I, I mean it's fine. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying I think we have to really be cognizant of, because I know that that's bright. 4,000 is bright. And um, I know it's good. I know that this is dark sky compliant. And so people who... Stargazers are going to be happy about it, but um, I just want to make, in my own mind, if you will, make sure that we're not broadening the definition of what a major arterial might be so that it would include, for instance, um, Arroyo Vista or, or Melinda, because those are all residential areas. So, Correct. Thank you. The, uh, the process you go through to determine whether or not we're going to use 3,000 or 4,000 we can, so we can still move forward with this if the council so deems it and determine that number afterwards? Correct. Do, would you need to come back to us if... We, we, we would be happy to bring back an update and a report that shows you the map and what we've decided prior to in implementation. If the council would like that, it would be a status update on the project. Without delaying the project? No. Okay. No. Okay. okay. Any other comments or questions? Um, the thing that stands out is... Um, City net savings, initial 20 years, over a million dollars with a better product than we already have. That's pretty impressive. Thanks to all of you that have done the work here. Thanks to Edison. I think back to that great contract we signed with uh, CRNR a few years ago. It's like, how could this be so good? Is there any catch? Doesn't appear to be a catch in this one. Um, all right, without any other comments or questions, we'll have a motion to move staff's recommendation. I'll move the item. Second. We have a motion and a second. All those in favor say aye. 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 Motion carries unanimously. Item 8, public comments. This is the time to address the City Council on any matter not listed on this agenda that is within the subject matter jurisdiction of the City Council. Public comments are limited to three minutes per person. This segment of the public comments portion of the agenda shall not exceed a total of 15 minutes. Do we have any other public comments? There are none. Thank you very much. City Manager Report, Item 9. I have nothing this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Item 10, Matters Presented by Mayor and City Council Members, 10-1 Committee Assignment Reports, Orange County Fire Authority. Well, I want to bring to your attention, Mr. Mayor, it's 729, and you're screaming through this agenda. I mean, slow it down you're, a a bastion, you're a bastion of efficiency tonight. The model mayor. Um, so thank you very much. Orange County Fire Authority, the meeting was a short one, about 20 minutes, where we voted on AB 361, the continuation of um, uh, video meetings. And that was the only thing we had on the agenda. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Item two, Community Association of Rancho, Mayor Pro Tem Gamble. Oh, uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Mayor. That was a new meeting that popped onto my calendar. I was unable to attend. Thank you. But I'm rearranging my <laughs> two and a half year long every Tuesday morning meeting um, uh, uh, to so that I can attend moving forward. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Item 10.2, Council Member Comments and Reports. Council Member Beal. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I just wanted to thank everybody at the city for the New Year's Eve festivities under difficult circumstances because I know it was raining a lot of the day and it was cold. And But um, all the adjustments were made. Wendy and her staff did a fantastic job. And um, I think everybody loved the snow. 
this year. So I think that was a, a great idea, and the children had a wonderful time. So thank you to the city for all their hard work on that. Thank you. I would just like to mirror what uh, Councilmember Figueroa just said and give out particular kudos to Wendy Reddington and her staff that pretty much last minute had to make this an indoor event. With the exception of the snow and the bounce houses, um, it became an indoor event, and uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun, and having the spirits for the adults was also quite helpful, and having the band inside <laughs> was great. So kudos to staff. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor, and, and congratulations to the city on another birthday celebration. Unfortunately, we were out of town, uh, but I have a fun story to tell. Uh, we were on a cruise ship in the middle of the Caribbean, and uh, I struck up a conversation with the nicest couple who I'd seen uh, a few times, and uh, they were from Florida, and so it was an easy cruise for them to take. The ship left out of Fort Lauderdale, and they cruised frequently. And they asked me where I was from, and I said, well, from Southern California. And they said, well, where? And I said, well, in Orange County. I said, it's a city called Rancho Santa Margarita. And they lit up like the Christmas tree, festive of the season, and they told me that their son and daughter-in-law live here, of all the places, and that they've been here, and they love it, and they went on and on about how clean the streets are and how uh, polite everybody is and how beautiful our parks are. A shout out to Sam Lark. And that uh, they were originally very sad when their son and daughter-in-law decided to locate you know, permanently in Southern California, but how much joy they have coming out here to visit them. I almost fell over. It was such a wonderful coincidence and to hear you know, their perspective on our city and how nice the people are, how safe they feel when they walk through the city, how everything works and the stores are lovely and the people are lovely. Um, I, of course, that does not surprise us, but you know, I, I had that feeling like a proud parent and it was just so incredibly random. And so just to let you know what the Floridians feel about Rancho Santa Margarita. So it was a, a fun, um, fun opportunity for me to uh, hear about the city. So thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. And I'll just chime in. New Year's Eve was great. I talked to Wendy the day before and the day of and said, what about, oh, I got it. Well, what if this happens? I got it. She had about eight contingency plans. Kind of goes back to what we say about this staff. Um, they're at their best. And there wasn't something that I could bring up that could go wrong that she didn't have an answer for, which was great. And it was just seamless. Kids had fun. Pictures were taken. It was yeah. She would. They were down at Party City two hours before it started, getting a photo wall up. And all, it, just, it was great. So thanks to Wendy and and everything she does. Um, item eleven. We have closed session tonight. Uh, the two items eleven one conference with legal counsel in reference to existing litigation. Do I need to read all of that? And eleven two conference with legal counsel anticipated litigation. Um, we have any public comments on the closed session items? There are none. Thank you. We will adjourn to closed session.
will reconvene to the city council chambers. Um, I'll hand it over to the city attorney. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, once again, the council convened in closed session this evening, uh, pursuant to the authority identified on the agenda under items 11.1 .1 and 11.2. As a result of the closed session, there was no reportable ta action taken for either of these agendized items. Thank you. We will adjourn to the next regular meeting of the City Council, which will be on Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, at 7 p.m. right here. Meeting adjourned.